episode seven, baby. Here we go. Uh, we're in for a fun one. I'm, I'm pumped about it. Jay, I think we're pumped about this one. I think we it's going to be a good one. A lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, man, we had a blast with Steve last week. Uh, that was so much fun. Hope you guys listened to that one. And if you haven't yet, I hope that you will go back and listen to it. We were incredibly encouraged. I'll tell you, Jay, I've been thinking about that song that we were talking about. Um, I know it's been spring break. We've been on spring break. I was thinking about it. Uh, I've had people yeah. come up to me, Psalm 127.1. Um, I've been thinking about it a lot, uh, what Steve said. Uh, unless the Lord builds a house, baby. Uh, that's what I want to be thinking about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was a fun conversation to have uh, with Steve and really just cool to hear his his heart. And his heart is just so clearly seen in his actions and just the way he serves the community here. And I love just the entire idea of allowing the Lord to build. Yeah. Just allowing him to build the house. I love it. I love it. So, man, we're excited um, to be here for episode seven. Here, quick question. I'm going to drop something on you. Quick question. Um, Favorite one or two number sevens in MLB? I'll say history or local now, you know, now game. Uh, Favorite number seven. What do you got? Uh, favorite number seven, I feel like for both of us, the same one comes to mind as baseball fans. Yep. Mickey Mantle. It does. That's mine. Yep. Definitely. Uh, definitely comes to mind. Uh, but some backup options, I think, for me, Joe Maurer. Joe, right. Let's see. Catcher, catcher from uh, uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Played for <laughs> – dude is a beast. He won, he won at least one batting title. I don't know. But to win a batting title as a catcher is – he was a impressive. lefty hitter, I yeah. think. Sweet swing. I like him. Yeah. Sweet yeah. swing. Joe Maurer. Uh, he, was a, he was a great twin. Another one, uh, underrated, Jose Reyes. Oh, dude. He was number seven. He had some really good seasons. Yeah. Jose Reyes, was he a – he was a Met? He was mainly a Met. He was a Marlin. He played for the Marlins for a year. That one year, I think it was like 2012, where they got the new logo and signed yeah. a bunch of like him and Heath Bell, That's Mark a good Burley. Pick. He played for the Blue Jays for a couple of years too. It's a great pick. Um, but he was solid. He was a he was a guy who was pretty fun to watch. He would steal a lot of bases. He was quick. He was quick. Kind of smaller. I think he was a yeah. switch hitter too. I think he was. Yeah. That's a good. That makes me throw Jose back. Jose Reyes. That's a good one. Uh, that's a really great one. I like that. Uh, I think for me, I'd have to go probably Craig Biggio. I like Biggio. Uh, oh, he's a good one. For me, he was an Astro. You know, I think, he, I don't know if he played for anybody else. I should know that. Uh, no, I think he was he Astros was only, for his whole career. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, I say for me, he was an Astro. For everybody, he was an Astro. Uh, catcher and second baseman. He could do yep. both. Uh, he, so, on MLB The Show, I know this, because you could take him and play him at second yep. or catcher. Yeah, the secondary position. The secondary yep. position at yep. catcher was just legit it yeah. was much needed uh, a guy like Schwarber used to have it doesn't have it anymore um but man that was that was what we were, were always looking for but that was a good quick question uh number sevens uh, if you guys got a favorite number seven um maybe playing now has played I know Ronaldo would probably be maybe the best number seven of all time I'd say so given the fact that I don't know a thing about soccer but yeah, I, I know either. who Ronaldo is means he's yeah. Obviously, pretty good. I would say so. <laughs> uh, a number seven that has grown on me recently, Tim Anderson. Love Tim Anderson for the White Sox World Baseball Classic. He has oh my goodness been great in the World Baseball Classic. Played a lot of second base. Uh, played really well. He also, whenever we went out to watch him uh, this week in Arizona, I don't know if they picked their walkout songs or not, but yeah. he uh, he walked up to 
Alive by Pearl Jam. Pretty good walk-up <laughs> awesome. song. Great choice. So that moved cool. him moved him up on my list. Yeah, T.A., baby. Uh, I've been joining him, played the last little bit. White Sox, he's got some swag. Shortstop, uh, got some good pop. Good second baseman, too. Number seven, that's a good, that's a good one. Um, heck yeah, man. I love that. Uh, well, hey, again, episode seven. This is going to be awesome. We are excited for this one. Uh, we're calling this one God's Wider Presence. God's wider presence. Uh, we'll get into the meat and the details in a little bit, uh, but man, we're excited about talking uh, to you guys today. Really just a conversation, Jay, you and I, that we've been excited to have. Uh, we've been anticipating this one for a while. Uh, <laughs> we were having a conversation earlier, too. We feel like every episode is our is our new favorite now. <laughs> uh, we just It just shows that we love what we do. We love doing this. Um, man, it, it fires me up. Um, just the, the comments that we hear every week, uh, really every day now. Um, I was walking by uh, somebody in the middle school today, and they're like, man, I love your the podcast. It's so much fun. It's like, man, that that's just cool. Cool to hear. Uh, so just want to say a quick thanks to you guys out there. And, Jay, uh, this has been awesome. Yeah, no, it has. It really, like, it's, it's such a bright spot in the day whenever we are able to hear that and have that sort of connection with you all. It's just, it's cool to hear it, whether it's you know, in a classroom and a student says something or, or getting a text, it's just really fun to be able to have that uh, that connection, that dialogue with you all. And it means a lot to us, too. Yeah. It really does. Oh, yeah. yeah, we love it. So thank you guys so much for the support that you've given us. Hey, let me say this. Uh, we're hoping, Jay, I didn't, I didn't ask if I could say this. Uh, we're hoping to have some stickers or something out there soon. Uh, maybe, may, big maybe. Uh, we're trying to get something out there. Would love yeah. to see that around. Just have some fun with it. Yeah, we're just trying to have fun. Yeah, trying to get it out there somehow, some way. Yeah. So stay posted for that coming up soon. Yeah, y'all keep an eye out on the Instagram at Field of Faith Podcast, all lowercase, all one word, nothing in between. Uh, y'all go give us a follow. We'll follow back. Uh, we had that debate, what, in the first, second episode when we had the Instagram? I was like, I think we follow back. And yeah. then you're like, it's, it's up to it's you. It's your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right. So it's me, and I'll follow you back. Uh, I'll follow you back. So y'all give us a shout. Uh, well, hey, again, episode number seven, God's Wider Presence. My number, my favorite number, ep- number seven, my favorite number. So I know this is going to be a good one. Uh, but hey, we just got back from spring break last week. Uh, we got back a couple days ago. I was able to go on an amazing trip to Florida, Sarasota area. <laughs> I know we mentioned this. I, w- I got to watch a whole week of spring training. You went to a lot of baseball games. I went games. to a lot of baseball. And, and, a lot and, of baseball. And, and here's the thing. We planned for six and five days, and we only got to go five. So we, we didn't even get to go to as many as we wanted to. Five and five days is it was, still a it lot was of baseball. Good. It was good. Uh, and it was amazing. I'm not saying, you know, but the one game that we couldn't get tickets to sold out, and this makes sense, was, was Blue Jays at Yankees at night at Yankees home, Garrett Cole pitched. And that was the game that we did not get to go to. That would have been cool. Uh, but, yeah, we just got to go. We got to go for a week, five days, my brother, my dad, and I. Um, a week in Sarasota. We got to see the Braves play four times. Saw the Braves play the Pirates. Saw the Braves play the Orioles, um, the Astros, the Phillies. And then we saw the Blue Jays play at the Orioles. Got to see a buddy of mine from high school. Got to play with Phil Clark. That's cool. Uh, got to see him. He played here at CPA. Um, really went to CPA, I think, for his whole life. Um 
But I remember playing with him for a couple of years on the high school team. Uh, dude went to play at Vanderbilt, was an absolute stud. Probably the best true hitter I've seen in my life that I ever played with. Uh, very, very impressive. Got drafted in the ninth round by the Blue Jays. Uh, I think he's playing right now with, um, let me see, they're double A. I've got it. I know it. Uh, not The Vancouver Canadians is their, is their single A. The double A is the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. That's a pretty good name. New, that's a good name. Hey, one episode. We need to talk about best minor league baseball team names. Oh, I like totally down for that. There that would are be some a great, great there's some names. terrific ones. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking about off the dome, like the Iron Pigs, the Blue Wahoos, yeah. just to name the New f- Orleans Baby Cakes. The ba- yes, they're a team. unbelievable. Jumbo the Shrimp, Trash Pandas. Trash Pandas, Flying um, Squirrels. Yeah, all the all the good ones. Now my personal favorite, not a funny one, my personal favorite Braves Triple A, the Gwinnett Stripers. Yeah, great colors, just I just like it. Yep. It's clean. Very it's solid great. name. We'll talk about that one day. Yep. That's a, that, that would be, be a good fun. topic. That'd be a great yeah. topic. Uh, so we'll talk about that one day. Uh, but it was awesome. Got to see some great baseball. Man, got to see a lot of runs scored. Got to see a lot of prospects. Uh, got to see a lot of players. Really for the Braves, we went to see the Braves. We were, you know, Braves folks. Um thing that I got to see the most was was our, our, our number five and six guys really battling for who's going to take that five role going into the year. Who's going to take that number five starter role? Got to see him go head-to-head, uh, pitch multiple games. It was awesome getting to see him battle like that. Got to see Von Grissom. Got to see Braden Shoemake going for the shortstop position. And here's breaking news for Braves fans. Neither of them made the roster. That's crazy to me. Neither of that them made the roster. neither one of them made it. And the, and the goal was that one of them would make the roster. And for me, it is remarkable that neither of them made the roster. It looks like Orlando Arcia is going to be the starting shortstop for your Atlanta Braves come April 30th. I don't, I don't like it, uh, but 10 days away, it is what it is. Um, yeah, it's maybe not as fun. Like no. I feel like it's definitely more exciting to be able to follow those young guys, yeah. especially like Von Grissom, those more highly regarded prospect types. Way more fun to follow. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe as far as like this year, 2023, like April of yeah. 2023, it might be the best move. I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. He's got a good bat, but he didn't have a great glove. Uh, Braden Schumacher, on the other hand, I think has a good glove, but not a great bat. Uh, Orlando Arcia is just kind of a vet. He yeah. knows how to play the position. I don't think he's going to be great, um, <laughs> but he's going to be fine. He'll do yeah. the job. Um, man, Here's a few of the highlights. I'll just say a few highlights. I don't want to go on and on and on. Um, I got to see O'Neal Cruz. He is awesome. He like, is a remarkable human. What is six foot seven he's shortstop? Six seven shortstop. Yeah. Um, hardest recorded yes. exit velocity. Hardest recorded throw out. across Put the out. infield. Put out. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, he in the stack the Statcast era. What twenty thirteen? Yeah. Area, something like something that. that. Last ten years or so. Yeah. He, yeah, he recorded the hardest hit against the Braves, line drive off the wall in right field. 120, 120 something. It might have been like 122 It was or something. ridiculous. Yeah. And then, like you said, put out from shortstop, yeah. 98, almost 100 miles yeah. per hour. Um, just <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Uh, due to 6'7", stands there, just athletic. Looks like a basketball player. Uh, got to see him play. Awesome. That was a highlight for me. I hope if he is good, that'll be good for baseball. It will. Like he's someone who is going to be just every at bat is fun. A little bit like Tatis. Like just Tatis swag. just has a lot of power. Yeah. Like if O'Neill Cruz is good, yeah. I know he plays in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. doesn't 
especially around here, not a ton of people are really know what's going on with the Pirates. But if he is good, it is yeah. good for the game. It of is baseball. good. I agree. Get the NL Central because we know the NL Central has nothing. You could even say that. Yeah, it's. I mean, no, the card. The card. You're supposed to. You're supposed to get mad at me for trash. No, the it really doesn't. <laughs> like the Cardinals. It's, are pretty it's good. the Cardinals. They have Goldschmidt and Arenado, and obviously Wainwright, and then the Brewers have some guys. Other than yeah. that, like. The Cubs' projected win total right now is like 76 or 77. Yeah. And they're pro- projected to be third in the division. Yeah. The Reds aren't That's good. impressive. The Pirates aren't good. The Pirates aren't good. Reds I mean, you, it's it's not a great division right Isaiah, now. Isaiah, if you are listening, the Reds are terrible. They are not good. <laughs> they're not. They're I hope you hear this. And and I want you to, to um, give me – Reason to believe that they will not be the worst team in the Nelson Central this year, and we'll leave it at that. How about is that fair? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll let you at, do the work. Yeah. Um, but man, got to see O'Neill Caruso, it was awesome. I got to see Brian Reynolds. Do you know where he went to high school? Brian Reynolds went to Vanderbilt. Brian Reynolds, trick or not trick question, trivia question. I knew he went to Vanderbilt, I don't know where he went to high school though. Brentwood High School, did he really? R- I didn't right know that. here in Nashville, which maybe going to Vanderbilt's not crazy from Brentwood, but for me, Robbie Ray also. Brentwood High School, Robbie Ray, and Brian Reynolds. Uh, Brentwood High School, right I here in Nashville. I did Nashville. not know that. Uh, Brian Reynolds got to see him hit an absolute nuke against the Braves. Dude left the stadium. He's a smaller guy too, isn't he? He's probably 5'10", 5'10", center fielder, yeah. left fielder, athletic switch hitter and guy. Love the dude. Got great pop. Dude left the stadium. And now, granted – Spring training stadiums aren't gigantic. Yeah. But it was a nuke. But still, to hit it completely out, oh, you, you got to get some it behind it. It was awesome. Yeah. And that was the first game that we got to see. Um, got to see the Braves the next day. <laughs> Only got to see six innings that game. Uh, we watched them play the Orioles at home. It rained out. And for spring training games, they just call it. They don't cancel or uh, – or they do cancel. They don't just delay. Uh, <laughs> Orioles, they're bad. Orioles are bad. Okay. Uh, we had runners on – I think we had two outs. can't remember where the runners are. Maybe first and second. Uh, pop up to the first baseman. Uh, guy that shouldn't be playing first base. Probably double-A guy. Botches the pop fly. Hits the ground. We get on. And then we take the, 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 the 6-5 lead in the bottom of the inning. And then they call it for rain. And so then we won after six because the guy's error love that and to me i was love like that that's the Orioles. that's that is the or that's spring training baseball <laughs> that's too it's like training. Ah, we got six innings yeah we got in. six innings we're so. good uh but man we got to see michael harris hit a home run ozzy albies hit a home run uh now i'll say this and i'll i'll, I'll be done and i want to hear jay about your trip it was unbelievably uh just beautiful you sent me some awesome pictures um man spring training in florida if you haven't been you need to go uh, stadiums are fairly close. We stayed in Sarasota, like I mentioned. Um, and the farthest drive was probably an hour and a half, which seems long. And that was to the Phillies ballpark. Uh, the Phillies ballpark is one of the coolest spring training stadiums there probably is in in Florida. But also, I would even argue, in Arizona as well. In any spring training, the Phillies stadium is what What awesome. about it was it that... So, it's just something... It's It's... It's some kind of feeling like, man, the Phillies fans, I've never been around the Philly faithful, and they're faithful, okay? The Philly faithful are faithful. They love their sports. It's cool because you saw more Eagles jerseys or more Philadelphia Flyers jerseys 
or more Philadelphia Sixers jerseys, or maybe not more, just as many as you saw Phillies. And you knew that they were Philly faithful. Yeah, just Philadelphia sports you fans. You knew it. The way they talked, the way they walked. Just You just knew they were Philly fans. And it was really cool. That's cool. Uh, their stadium, though, was it was, it was it was it was big, but it was tight. There's literally something everywhere. Now, in in you know comparison, the Braves had a big outfield, uh, but no grassy area to sit, um, and just no big, um, just not 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 stuff everywhere. The yeah. Phillies felt like a like a real ballpark, just smaller. It was really cool. Super, super cool. We sat in the grass that game in the outfield. It was sweet. The Braves smoked them. Absolutely smoked them. Um, but, man, cool today park, Braves Stadium, was my favorite. And then we closed the week down by going to the Orioles ballpark, saw the Blue Jays play. Uh, it's all a night game, which was really sweet. Got to see basically the whole Orioles starting lineup, uh, and they, did not, they didn't impress me. Uh, but what's new? Uh, the only sad thing is, is that a lot of these guys are gone for the World Baseball Classic, which we'll touch yeah. on in just a few minutes, which, dude, WBC is electric. It has been amazing. <laughs> it has been electric. So we'll touch on that in just a minute. Uh, that was the only negative side of, of spring training this year. Uh, it, it hadn't happened. You know, it happens every four yeah. years. Uh, just got to miss. I didn't get to see Vladdy play. I didn't get to see Ronald Acuna play or Eddie Rosario play. Uh, didn't I missed a lot of Braves players. Um the whole Astros team, gone. Correa, Altuve, Jordan, um, Bregman, uh, even the pitcher. Uh, who pitched for oh, – um, he used to do the baby um, when he was pitching. Um, the pitcher for Team Mexico? Yes. I know you're t- – I can't think of the name right now. No, though. no, no, no. no. Venezuela. He just pitched against America the other night. Uh, I can't remember who – I can't, who, I can't remember his name. Maybe some of you guys out there know. He's a he's an uh, an Astro. They were missing everybody. Yeah. That was the only sad thing. You missed a Cardinals, lot of good players. Cardinals have a lot of guys playing in the they uh, do. WBC. I want to say too. thirteen. I yeah, think they they've got a out. lot of like their big 15. names. Yeah. yeah, they do. Um, and then also Kyle Tucker for the Astros. Yeah, I didn't get to see any Astros play. That's the only negative side about spring training this year. Yeah, but dude, amazing trip. I would go back. It was a dream come true for me. I'm ready to take a bunch of guys down there, get a house, go watch baseball every day. Ten games in five days. What about that? That'd be a lot. Five and a lot five of, was good. Baseball. Let's do ten and do five ten and, and five. beat it. Let's go. <laughs> How about that? Let's go. All right, let's ten hear and, about your ten trip. Ten and five would be good. Arizona uh, was also just – it was an amazing trip, an amazing week. So our trip was kind of split into two halves in a way. So we were out there for six days, the first three days that we were out there. We kind of stayed in the Phoenix area. We went to some baseball games. Uh, we went to two World Baseball Classic games at Chase Field there in Arizona. Saw some Team USA. Absolutely electric. It was, it was awesome. Uh, we went to one spring training game. Got to see the Cubs play the Giants at Sloan Park. After that, we just kind of um, did some hiking. We went down to Tucson to the Saguaro National Park for a day. For a day. Uh, went up to Sedona in the Grand Canyon. Did some did some just sightseeing there, and it is absolutely beautiful. Um, but the baseball that we saw the first few days were awesome. You said earlier the World Baseball Classic, man, electric. We uh, originally planned on just going to one of the WBC games, but it was actually uh, supposed to rain 
on I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah. So Chase Field is inside, so we went yeah. to, we ended up going to the game. Yeah. So uh Monday night we went to USA versus Canada. So and good. the US absolutely They land blasted them. Dominated them. Was that a twelve run inning or was it nine? I think it was a nine run Top inning. Top of the first. Top of the first. Yeah. The pitcher I don't I think he recorded two outs. Yeah. He was a nineteen year old pitcher. Poor guy. Starting against just an all MLB line like a lineup with a three hundred million dollar nine hole hitter nine, in Trey yeah, Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. We, did, we did get to see Trey Turner hit his first home run of the tournament. Yeah. We were sitting in the left field bleachers and he hit it out towards us. Yeah. The run explosion in the first like two innings of that game was absolutely electric. A guy dressed up as George Washington was in our section in you the front him. room. You met him. You met George. I, I met George uh, Washington, who would. Uh, he's a big baseball guy. Uh, <laughs> America's pastime. He loves baseball. <laughs> that game was so much fun. Uh, we were actually sitting behind two Canadians. I don't know if I told you this. And right after the game, because uh, it ended on a run roll, run yeah, roll. Yeah. They turned around to us and and they go, oh, "The game's over, eh?" <laughs> and we were like, "Yep, yep, that's it." And, they said, what, 10-run mercy roll, eh? And we were like, yeah. And they said, okay, well, good game. We're going to go. And they, they just that's took so off. good. And you hear about how, like, friendly the oh, Canadians dude, are. And, so I mean, good. they were. It was just like, hey, you guys beat us. Have a good one, good game. And dude, they, The sportsmanship is incredible. The, the sportsmanship from the Canadian fans, absolutely incredible. Uh, that game was a blast. A lot of, lot of USA chants. So then we ended up, we went back Wednesday night to see USA play Columbia. And this was a game that actually sent the U.S. to Miami for uh, the quarterfinal round, which they ended up um, winning that in the semis as well. But uh, that was was a really cool environment. They played Columbia. Uh, It was a three-to-two ball game. The U.S. was actually, they were eight-run favorites in the game seven or eight run favorites uh when i looked at it but they won three to two mike trout was three for three had three rbis yeah that was really my takeaway like when just watching mike trout play and dominate for two games was really cool now i know he's cooled off since he's been in miami yeah but man in arizona he was red hot um Whenever he like, yeah, he was. He had a go ahead, uh, go ahead hit, and you know they've been doing the salute. Whenever he did that, the crowd just went crazy. Yeah, USA chants all over the place. It was just, That's it was awesome. such a cool place to be. And he definitely like we don't get to see him a ton here because he plays for the Angels and they're on the West Coast. But he is amazing to watch. He mm-hmm. plays the game the right way. He does. Like he I plays it the right in the, way. Uh, game yeah. against Canada, they were U.S. was up by 11 runs. There was a pass ball. Mike Trout was on first base, and he sprinted to second, like yeah. it was a one-run ball game. That's how it's done. Like he is just, he's he's awesome. He has really stood out to me yeah. uh, in the tournament, and stood out to me while we were out there. Yeah. The spring training game Tuesday night, in between the two uh, Team USA games. We went to Sloan Park, which is a Cubs spring training facility in Mesa. It's awesome. Amazing place. They redid it a few years ago, sometime around the time yeah. uh, they won the World Series. But it was it was really cool. Uh, the Giants won, I think it was 5-2. to two. Okay. Not a whole lot of offense from the Cubs. But my favorite part of that game, there was a guy, we were sitting in the grass section in left center field. 
there was a guy who came to our section and was like, hey, we're going to start the wave, right? So we, we need everyone to participate. So he tried, failed. He runs back again, tried, failed. Now this time he got some kids to come down with him and, and help start the game. Tried, failed. Fourth attempt. Okay, we're in left center field. The guy's like, all right, we need everyone to buy in. We are starting the wave right here. We're sending it all the way around. And we started it, and it went around the whole stadium. I've never awesome. I've never seen how the wave gets started. Never. It's just like I've always been sitting at a game and been like, oh, we're doing the wave now. This is fun. But this guy started the wave, took him like four or five tries. He had to get some kids involved. It's awesome. Absolutely electric. Now, I'm sad to say that might have been more fun to watch than the baseball game actually was at some point. That's uh, but that was really cool. The spring training vibe is just totally different. Like, it really does have a lot more of a scrimmage yeah, it does. type feel to it's it. It's really chill. It's really chill. But also, it's it's cool in a way because you feel like you get baseball just kind of in its more simple you form. You really like, do. whenever you go to a major league game or even these world baseball classic games like there's great but it's a it's, it's a production yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff in between going on you have the jumbotrons everywhere ton of music ton of sounds but spring training baseball it's like the stripped down version yeah just like a bunch of guys going out there and honestly just battling for positions so yeah, that's right that's right um it was really cool i have always wanted to go out spring training in Arizona and see the Cubs play so being able to do that was awesome uh that game was cool the world baseball classic games were cool sweet um the trip was an absolute blast I love that hey here's here's the deal here's what we need to do uh 20 games in 10 days five days in Florida five days in Arizona uh maybe we'll say 12 days days in there for travel um 20 games, two days a day, two games a day. Be awesome. That's, that, <laughs> I don't that think be. it's doable. Uh, but, dude, here all I'm trying to say. We need to make a trip to Arizona. We need to make a trip to Florida. I've been to yeah, Arizona spring it, training before. I've been to one Florida spring training game before, and it was actually at the Orioles place that I got to see a game in before. And I've been to two games, I think, in Arizona. My freshman spring break, my freshman year of college spring break, went with some guys to Arizona and saw some games. Uh, saw the Dodgers. Uh, their park is sweet. Um, so, man, Arizona spring training, it is no joke. It is legit. Yeah. It is awesome. It so is. I, everything is is right there together. If you are a baseball fan and you, you have, gotta go. and you have not made it to either Florida or Arizona for just a spring break, spring training trip – you have got to go. Got to. I mean, it is. It's totally. It's a totally different version of baseball, mm-hmm. but it's awesome. You've got to do it if you're a baseball fan and you haven't. Got to go. It is awesome. So, man, uh, we had some awesome trips. We had some awesome times. Man, I'm grateful that we got to um, got to do that. On we got to experience that on different sides of the map, uh, but got to experience our favorite um, and really our love of, of baseball. That was, uh, like I said, a dream come true for me. Uh, so the next time that I want to get out there and go do it is uh, I want to I want to do Arizona next time. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, here, one thing I want to add to what you what you said to uh, Mike Trout. You know I put him on my list for top favorite athletes. He is 
so fun to watch. Yeah. Every at bat, I'm telling you, if I get a text or you know somebody's calling me to do this or do that or whatever it might be, uh, or there's something else going on, and then I can go see Trout at bat. Like I I, I sit there and I just I, I I can't help but stare and watch everything that yeah. he does because for me it's mesmerizing. He is the best player, him and Otani, of this generation. We'll talk about that Without in another episode. Doubt. Or say this generation. This current age of baseball right now where we're at. Yeah. Easily, right? I mean, we were talking about it yeah. earlier. He is so amazing to watch. I, I, I love how they've started calling him Captain America. Yeah. That is sweet. Yeah, I love it. It's a perfect name for him. Yeah. Perfect name for just a great guy to have that name. It's awesome. Too. I love it. I love it for him. So that's the only thing I'll add. I've loved watching Mike Trout, the World Baseball Classic. It has made – it's like World Series Game 7 every single night. Yeah. And if you if you are not a baseball fan and you're someone who thinks baseball is boring, two plays that you have to watch. One, you need to look up Trey Turner's grand slam against Team Venezuela uh, that put the USA on top. The second one you need to watch, and this just happened tonight, Randy Arozarena for Team Mexico robbing a home run against Japan and just standing there. He just stood there. One of the most awesome baseball plays I think I've ever seen. If you are not a baseball person, you have got to go. You have to watch those two plays. <laughs> it just I, – I feel like those two plays describes this tournament it does. perfectly. It, they're able to be themselves. Yeah. And the cool thing is that they're with – that they're representing for, – for a lot of them. Here's the thing that is unique. Not all of them are representing their home country, uh, but a country that's near and dear to them. Yeah. Family, mom, dad, could be whatever. Um, but they're representing that country, and, and and they do it with such pride. You can they tell. Do. Like, yeah. you know, Ronald Acuna plays prideful right in the in the right sense for the Braves. Like, he, he wears that script A really, really well. Uh, it's cool. Ozzy Albies, Freddie Freeman, you know, for the Dodgers. Yeah. Trout for the Angels. But when you put the flag on, it's different. It's different. Yeah, and 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 you can see the passion, the care. This is the most enjoyable baseball I've watched. Now, this is not going to sound like a crazy long time, but since the Braves were in the World Series in '21, I loved every second of that. Yeah, it was sweet to win your team. Now, for you, it might be 2016. Yeah, it's been uh, a little longer, but it is sweet when your team. And, Jay, you know I've been watching the Japan-Mexico game tonight. We don't have anything in that game. We don't care about no. I mean, now, I would love Japan to win. I just think they're fun to watch. Yeah. But just seeing teams compete for their country, their flag, wearing their stuff, seeing the fans, it is awesome. It is. Um, Y'all need to go, like he said, watch those highlights, those two specific. But just look up WBC 2023, World Baseball Classic 2023 highlights. Just go watch it. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Tonight, the dude – uh, Rocky Sazaki, or what's his name? Roki Ro- Sazaki. Roki Sazaki. Dude is painting 102, 103 with a 92 splitter. 21-year-old Japanese, unbelievable pitcher. He's going to be the next best pitcher in the MLB in yeah. two, two years. Yeah. He'll be a 200, $300 million dollar guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Unbelievable. And I didn't even know who he was until the WBC. Yeah. Shohei Otani, again, really got seen – Maybe, maybe he got seen. He was known about, but like the WBC, yeah, <laughs> years ago. For a lot of them, it's kind of the way that they're found out. Like obviously, there's 
there's scouts that know about them. But I know with Roki Sazaki, like that camera just showed not too long ago, there were rows of scouts there to watch him. Yeah. Right. And now, not only do does a fan base in Japan know about him, but you get the fan base here that knows now that's yeah. watching in America. You get the fan base from Mexico that's facing this guy, and you get a ton of people who are just now aware of somebody who can paint 102 at the corners. Yeah. You know, that normally they just, they probably wouldn't have heard about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were looking at this, and this is the last thing we'll say about the World Baseball Classic and just baseball for now. Um, guy, what team was it? He was pitching against the DR. Against the DR, he was facing Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, and um, Manny Machado. Uh, we'll, we'll get the team pulled up for a minute in it. Um, in a minute it was a uh, team Nicaragua okay. I'm not sure of the not sure his look. name the yep. gentleman's name he struck out three out of four hitters and got signed to a contract that day by the Detroit Tigers yeah he got signed to a contract that day because his pitching against three of the best players in in America or I say in in, in the MLB uh Julio Rodriguez the reigning AL ROI rookie of the year Juan Soto, the most disciplined hitter, I think this is straight facts, the most disciplined hitter in baseball, maybe yep. the most talented hitter in mm-hmm. baseball. I, I think I will I will down that hill right now. Yeah. And then Manny Machado, <laughs> the best third baseman hitting uh, hitter, hitting yeah. third baseman, sorry, worded that oddly, in baseball. Uh, and then I, I think he walked somebody or did something. I can't remember what happened, but – like those three guys, he faced him and, and struck him out. Yeah, yeah, I've got it here. His name's Duque Hebert. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, but he's 21. Team Nicaragua. He's struck out the side facing those three guys, and the Detroit Tigers signed him to the, to a contract. Which is that's one of my favorite things about this tournament. Is yes, you obviously have Team USA and all these pro guys, and and the DR and and all those pro guys. But you also have a bunch of players who are just playing independent ball. Yeah. And they're going out there and they're competing. Yeah. Like Czech Republic, their best player is a Division II <laughs> player from North Greenville. Yeah. Who is a great – they won the D2 World Series last year. I mean, it's – you have all of these guys from different levels who are competing against each other, which is a special – it's just a special thing about baseball. Right. Something about just the way baseball is, is it's got more of a level playing field. And you have guys from all different levels being able to come together, compete together, um, compete against one another. And it's really electric whenever it it all comes together. I I know that's the word we've been saying a lot today, but it really is. It's got some kind of just power and electricity in the building. You were there. You get to experience yeah. it. But we're just watching it, like they can have noise. It's like a World Cup game in a cl- enclosed arena. Now, those World Cup games, I don't know if they've got topped on them or not, but they can no. sit 100,000 people or something. Crazy. Yeah. And these are uh, 40,000 max stadiums with World Cup environment. It, it is crazy. Yeah. You guys just need to go look at it. Um, and here's something funny too, um, and uh, I want to say it's the Czech Republic as well. I know they qualified, they played. Uh, I don't think they had a lot of success. I can't remember if it's them or not. So if I'm wrong, oh well. But there's a team. I, th- I think it was them. They had like teachers and doctors and like professions 
of 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 such a, you know i don't know a cpa and all these things like on their team playing that's awesome on their yeah like that was what their day jobs were like i, I remember seeing one a teacher like he was a teacher and he went and you know i don't know was their second baseman i don't i don't know what position yeah. he played but like he was their guy and he's you know i don't know if he's catching up to 100 from shohei <laughs> probably not um but it's crazy but he's know, playing. But he's playing, and yeah. it's just cool because they won the qualifier. They made it. And yeah. again, I don't know if it's check or not. But how cool is that? That you just everyday people, and, and and there's a commercial that plays, and maybe you guys know what I'm talking about on the World Baseball Classic. It's like, man, we feel like everyday normal people, but man, now we feel like this makes us and allows us to feel like professionals. Yeah. It's just a cool thing. They get to just enjoy what they do, yeah. enjoy their passions of just man, just playing baseball, being a baseball player. Yeah, there's so many, so much pressure put on baseball players now. Um, it's so selfish. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's mind boggling that Trey Turner, not that he isn't necessarily deserve it. That's a debate for another day. $300 million nine hole hitter. Right. And in the argument all the time is no, I need, I need 400. No, I need 500. You know, no, yeah. I need this like players sitting out and no, I'm not, I'm not doing this till I get my money. Like, man, these guys are just playing baseball and it is awesome and it's pure and it's pretty and it's just cool and free and they're loved and they're just going out there to represent their country and enjoy baseball yeah it is so cool it's awesome it is Absolutely cool amazing. we could talk wbc yeah. spring training for hours if you guys can't tell our passions of baseball uh you you <laughs> I don't know what you're listening to. Uh, we love this. Yeah, uh, this legitimately puts a smile on my face watching these guys compete playing baseball. Yeah, it fires me up. It, it has been awesome. I can't wait for the championship tomorrow. Tomorrow night, uh, Japan or Mexico versus our USA. Our USA, baby. Um, Six o'clock, I believe. Um, it will be an incredible game. It, I'm excited. Yeah, it's for gonna that. be awesome. Very excited for that. So it should be fun. Uh, so y'all tune in. Uh, but, man, hey, let's transition here for a moment. Um, we are very excited about really kind of the meat in, in, of this episode, and you guys have already seen uh, what we're titling the episode. Uh, we're titling the episode God's Wider Presence. Okay, I know, Jay, uh, I want you to, to, to share some of your experience here uh, from Arizona again. Um, and really, what's the heart? You know, I'm not um, – man, there's so many good, amazing things that we're going to talk about with this just just for a brief moment uh but god's wider presence let me explain kind of what that means quickly yeah. i guess um i saw that uh title today and i actually got it from a book i don't have the book i don't know anything about the book i don't know anything about the author uh, but i was looking at books today online of a general and specific revelation uh, and for you guys out there that don't really know much about what that is, general and specific revelation, in short, in quick, general revelation, it'd be how we see God. Like God reveals himself, revelation reveals himself to us in, right? General would be kind of the, just the everyday of nature, um, of life, right? Natural, I know you said it, you, you define it as what? Natural? Natural revelation. Natural revelation. Uh, kind of outdoors, um, right? Through the sunshine or through the tree, it, it, just through what he's made, Um and the specific revelation would be through his word, through his, his works, uh, through his words. Um, and it's, it's remarkable. It's amazing. 
Uh, but I was looking at books for about that today and found this title by um, a gentleman named Robert K. Johnston. Again, don't know a thing about it, but wanted to give him credit uh, where credit's due. And he wrote a book called God's Wider Presence, uh, Reconsidering General Revelation. And that's really what we're talking about today. Yep. Reconsidering this idea, this powerful truth of general revelation, seeing God in nature. Uh, and so, Jay, as we've been... Uh, in Florida, in Arizona, seeing amazing things in nature. Uh, you've been in an unbelievable um, nature, hikes and journeys and just mountains and unbelievable pictures you showed me. Like, tell me your heart. <laughs> why Why this? Yeah, so um, we were talking about this just a little bit earlier, um, but it, it was probably on it like one of my favorite parts of the entire trip. So on Friday, um, my wife Carly and I drove up to Sedona, which if you have never been to Sedona, Arizona, it is absolutely beautiful. Um, we left Phoenix early that morning. It's about a two-hour drive. Uh, first thing we did in Sedona is there is a church there. It's called Chapel of the Holy Cross. It's in Sedona, Arizona. Uh, this absolutely beautiful church that is in kind of the side built into the side of this rock formation um and we were one of the first few people there actually so we kind of got there as soon as it opened and part of the reason you go there obviously is to it's on the side of a rock formation so you can look out and see just the beautiful scenery of arizona you can also go into the chapel and whenever you go into the chapel um it's just, it's silent. Like there, there's a ton of people in there. Um, it's smaller, so I don't want to say a ton of people, um, but there's probably, I don't know, 20 people, 15, mm. 20 people or so in there at any given time. Uh, and it's just quiet. Mm. And we were sitting there uh, together and inside they have this just amazing sculpture of Jesus hanging from a tree. Just this just him hanging mm -hmm. him hanging on the cross it's an incredible incredible sculpture and in the background of that there's just glass mm -hmm. and you can see all of the red rocks and all of the beauty of Sedona and the Arizona sky and I feel just like when it whenever I was sitting there it was such a cool moment for me and on, honestly just an emotional uh moment for Carly and I and I remember just just looking at this this sculpture of Jesus and and thinking you know this man mm. depicted a, depicted in this sculpture beaten on a tree hanging there you know he is a creator of everything that we are seeing behind him these beautiful red rock formations the detail in each one the layers in each one right the plants that are around the morning sky that we were able to see you know and the the sunrise that morning like all of that he was the agent of creation right mm -hmm. he, he was a creator of and it was just so cool to see in that moment because it was like all of the stuff in the background right the background of this chapel was like looking to the christ on the tree mm. and that's really like it was a picture in a moment of what is just a constant reality, right? Everything around us points to Christ at all times. 
And it's just amazing how God reveals himself through the beauty of creation. And we were able to see that while we were out there, um, obviously in that moment, right, whenever we were in Sedona, um, but also just at other places out there too. Like there were some, just seeing the Grand Canyon was amazing, seeing just the Saguaro National Park, like seeing all those things um, was so cool. But that moment was just so, so rich, and I'm so thankful for how the Holy Spirit moved and it reminded me of this verse that I want to read it's from Psalm 19 verse 1 one of my favorite passages of scripture just so beautiful um, the wording but it says the heavens declare the glory of God the skies uh, the skies proclaim the work of his hands Mm -hmm. and I just I love that and I feel like that's what we were able to see like these are beautiful words yes but they are also true like the skies themselves, what we see outside proclaim or pronounce the work of our creator. Mm-hmm. And it's just so cool that we serve a God who reveals himself to us in that way. I just, I love that. I'm so thankful, um, so thankful for that moment and so thankful that we have a a Lord who, you know, expresses himself in that way to us. It really is remarkable. Um, just, you know, I'm reminded, uh, and, and, and I miss it, <laughs> and I miss it. Uh, I think I shared this. It, it was last week or the week before, um, and, man, there's these things that <laughs> the Lord puts in front of our faces so oftentimes, and, 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 and what do we do? We miss it. Yeah, we miss. We miss it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm. it's so easy for me to go looking for something that's re- – <laughs> This is funny. Uh, here's the irony: to go looking for something that's right in front of my face. Hey, where can I find God? Or yeah. hey, how do I? You know, this is kind of our culture now. It's like, where can I find this God? Or how can I find? It? And it's like, man, <laughs> this is not necessarily. You know, I don't know. I'm, this is no theological answer. It's, but it's like, step outside. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like go for a jog. And, and I'm not saying that's your yeah. answer, but it's like, just go look. Yeah. And it's right there. We, we've got these goggles that are on. Here's the irony, too, that I love from Paul's story in Acts, right, where we hear the, the story of Paul. Paul is can see, he can see for his whole life, and what is he really? Blinded. When Paul is finally blinded, what can Paul finally he can do? See. He can finally see. Yeah. See, our, our eyes that we think can see, we put on these, these blurry, fuzzy goggles, <laughs> and we try to look around. We're like, well, I can't see anything, right? And then... When we're flying blind, it for me it's just silly. Yeah, we miss what's right in front of us. Well, and that's what Carly and I were talking about after we were just kind of as we were walking out of the chapel, we were just sharing that with each other, and it, we got to talking about, you know, how much do we how do, much do we miss here whenever we're at home in Nashville? You know, we were able to have that incredible moment there in Sedona, and also just experience some cool sunsets in Arizona as well and just sit and watch those and it's like well yeah we we traveled all the way out there to see that but what are we missing here yeah I mean you look around and there's there's so much beauty here and you were talking earlier about just the difference between Florida and Tennessee and like you think about the difference between Florida and Tennessee and Arizona and all of that, and it's so beautiful and points to just such a creative, uh, just a creative creator, 
you know, just cr- like is. beyond yeah. our in- the, imagination. The thing that I love most is, is is the first thing we learn about God is he's a creator. Yeah. In the beginning, God created. Um, and man, how amazing is that? Is that uniquely, beautifully, wonderfully knit together are the mountains that we see? Uh, like you mentioned, my brother a couple days ago mentioned, he was like, man, I'm, I've noticed the difference in Florida flat, being just flat, right? Just everything is just flat. Everything's flat, uh, which is awesome. Uh, and then you go to here, we're back home, we drive back home, and it's just hilly after hill after hill after hill, and it's beautiful. And you look out my window in, uh, in the classroom, and all you see is just trees hills covered in trees and you see that kind of tree over there and you see this and it's just so beautiful how different and how amazing right um that god has made it and then jay we think about the uniqueness and is a design of you and me <laughs> you know all yeah. the more psalm 139 he he created us uniquely and beautifully and wonderfully made uh wonderful are his works man uh, we we ought to know them very very well uh, that he has made us just so perfectly. He's crafted us together. Uh, if you look at the mountains, you think you find detail in that, right? Then look at an avocado or look at a peach or look at an apple and look at the detail in that. And then you say, man, there's a lot of detail in a peach. There's a lot of detail in an apple. And then you look at a little bug. And you say, man, there's a lot of detail in that. And then you think about the complexities of the heart within that bug. And then you're like, man, there's got to be a lot of details. He's a God of the details. And I miss it so many times, you know? I could keep going on and on. Um, man, like, I, I look at the complexion of my skin and, and, and the way that he created it is so unique, right? Uh, just the way that you and I, um, the, the things that we say, the things that we do, the way that we've been created, it's so unique. Uh, God has made us that way. Um, and man, yeah, that's crazy. But just look outside and you'll see the same thing. Uh, the, the, the way that the sun shines in the morning and it rises on one side, but it sets on the other side. I don't want to miss that. Yeah. You know, uh, the fact that it starts as a sun and it ends as a moon and just all the things that, you know, I'm no smart, crazy, you know, I don't know. I'm not smart about all the science stuff, but it's so cool. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that God has given that to us to enjoy, uh, to see, uh, to savor, um, just to sit with, um, and to marinate with, and just, man, just to be moved by it. You know, it really does make me think of Romans 1, um, and if you guys are familiar with this idea of revelation, um, <laughs> you're going to be familiar with Romans 1, likely. It says this, is not to scare you, but this is one of those things that's been put plainly in front of our eyes in, in the text of Scripture. Uh, Paul's writing here in Romans 1, he says this, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. So here's what he's saying uh, right here. So oftentimes this truth is right here. And what do we do? We suppress it. Just like a silencer, right? Uh, We would silence something. uh, You suppress it. You squeeze it. You don't want the noise to come out. Verse 19 says this, For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, listen here, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, and so they are without excuse. See, that's one of those texts that can be daunting. But man, what it, I'm encouraged by it. 
We can see God in the things that have been made clearly. And guess what? Specifically, his power, his nature, who he is, his godness, and my god notness. You know? Yeah. Unbelievable. And I love that this text of scripture screams at me look outside. God has made all these things for you to enjoy. Yeah. It's remarkable. Yeah. And it's remarkable that he has made all those things to us that seem ordinary. Yeah. Right. You were mentioning things earlier, a tree, a bug, a hill, like all, all of those things we look, we look around, they seem so ordinary to us, but whenever you pay attention to the details, they're not, they are not ordinary because they are so detailed. Yeah. And that's just so revealing of God's, as you put it, his godness. You know, how he created all of that. It's that we can walk outside and experience him through the things yeah. that he has made for us to enjoy. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, it's amazing. Um, and man, uh, that, that's something that I want to be convicted of from this episode. Just you and I just having this comp- conversation. I don't want to miss it. You know, um, I was committing to some goals today with my class. Um, my class is just saying, hey, man, we got eight weeks left of school. Let's commit to something. <laughs> I feel like this is something that I want to commit to. Just like, man, I want to just look for God in nature. Mm-hmm. Not that I really have to look for it because guess what? It's right it's there. there. Yeah. Uh, but, but I want to see it. Maybe that's a better way of saying yeah. it. Like, I want to make that conscious decision to see. You and I, baseball practice day, it was beautiful. Sunny day. <laughs> We're playing baseball, for goodness sake. Yeah. I don't want to miss that. You know, we're only going to have so many days like that. Yeah. Where it's not rainy or cloudy. And man, it's like, I just want to encourage our kids too, as we're playing out there and you and I just on this walk together of life together. Um, I want to see God there. It's like, man, God has gifted us a day of this. Look what he's made. He's, he, he's separated the clouds so that we might have a beautiful day of baseball. That's cool. I want to have my mindset, my frame of thinking set that way. That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's my mission. Yeah. I want to do that. I'm yeah. encouraged by this episode. Yeah. And, the, and let that be our challenge for this yeah, week. That's like, the challenge. For us and to whoever's listening, let that be the challenge here is go out, appreciate, be thankful, praise God for yeah. everything that is around us yeah. and our ability to be able to experience that. And yeah. um, I guess just kind of to wrap things up here, I want to uh, read the lyrics to a song that I have, I love. Um, we listened to it a ton just while we were out in Arizona because we we just, we just kept wanting to hear these words. Um, the song is called "So Will I," yeah, and it's just um, it's a great song if you haven't heard it. But I love this part. It says, "If the stars were made to worship, so will I. If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so will I." For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I, right? Mm. And the things in that song, stars, mountains, oceans, right? We can list other things too. Ordinary things to us, but created by God. Yeah. Created for God, right? And if they are like, let's praise him for that. Let everything that we do just be an act of praise yep. towards God for that. It's awesome, man. That's so good. Um and then and just closing on another thing, too. Man, I want to look for that, um, for God in nature. Like, I want to see that, right? God's wider presence there. Kind of that taking off those um, 
those goggles that are just looking straight ahead and, and really opening up my peripherals. I want, I want to see God, that wider presence of God. But but guess where's another place we could do that, <laughs> Jay? In the in, Word, in the text of Scripture. Um, you know, the, like I said earlier, there's this general, there's the specific or the special. Um, and man, I want to find him there too. I had a mentor tell me one time, not, not, not he said this, and it can be confusing to some when, when I say it. He says, man, sometimes I just need Jesus. And, and he, it's confusing because he knew, he knows, every day he needs Jesus. But what he meant, I just need to read the stories of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. Uh, he he reads the, the, the scripture every day. He reads the text. But he's like, man, just sometimes I just need to read Jesus. Like read the person of Jesus. That for me was so encouraging. I don't know why it hit me so differently that day. Um, it was just that encouragement. Like, man, I need this. I need this text. I can't. I can't go a day without this text. See, this text is sweeter than honey. The drippings in the honeycomb. It's finer. Um, it, it just just then this rich, this fine gold. Um, man, I want to taste it and to drink it, um, to sip it, to enjoy it, to eat it, uh, just as it is said to be. Uh, the text of Scripture, uh, guess what? I promise you, you'll find God there too because He is right there in the middle of it. Uh, so I want to commit to those things with you guys. My challenge for the week um, with Jay is, man, I want to look outside. I want to, I want to open up my peripherals. <laughs> I want to see. Uh, and then, man, I want to taste. I want to taste and I want to see. Psalm 34-7, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yep. Um, taste and see that the Lord that the Lord is good, um, man. That's so good. I think I said thirty four seven. Am I? I might be wrong there. I think it's thirty seven four thirty four seven. Um, I think it's thirty seven four actually. Uh, not that it matters. Uh, it's it's scripture. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's in scripture. There. Um, and man, uh, I want to taste and see. And I think yep. one way we can do that is by sipping on the text of scripture. And guess what? Seeing the nature that God yeah. has provided right there before us. So yeah. uh, pretty remarkable. That's awesome. That is tasting and seeing. It's two ways to experience, two ways that we are able to experience. And just like the title of the episode, um, God's Wider Presence. Let's go out and let's enjoy that. Um, man, that, that just it gets me excited. It really does just to think about how much we have around us. Um, moving on here. Though let's let's talk a little bit of March Madness. I've got a quiz for you to take here in a here in a second. Oh boy! So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, my bracket. I've just got to say so far, um, my prediction on here was that Purdue would win. Uh, I, I have my bracket pulled up right now. I had Purdue, Arizona, and Kansas all in the final four. So you can probably guess how I'm doing in all of my bracket challenges. Uh, I picked Purdue to win because, I mean, I thought Zach Eady would carry him. I pick a Big Ten school every year. Yep. Um, I One of my friends, Braden Odom, he's a huge Purdue fan. Uh, obviously not, not happy about the loss. He, he texted me whenever I picked Purdue. He was like, I don't know about it. Uh, he's a Purdue fan and didn't pick him. But uh, you know what? I'm going to pick a Big Ten school every year. I am ready to get hurt again for the Bracket Challenge 2024. Uh, it did not go well so far. But we had the biggest upset in March Madness history. Yep. According to the point spread. Right. Purdue is 23.5-point favorites. Wow. Uh, against Fairly Dickinson. Is that how – I don't even know how you pronounce uh, it. It's is Fairly it fa- Dickinson. It's Fairly? Yeah. I thought it was Farley. Oh. Farley. Well, you're making me second guess. I don't know. FDU. FDU. We'll go with it. They, FDU beat Purdue. 
they were 24 point uh, 24 point underdogs biggest upset in tournament history uh, sorry Braden you'll uh, they'll do better next year maybe Purdue and Illinois will play in, play in the Big Ten championship or something but uh, we've had a ton of upsets in yeah. recent years so I'm gonna go through this list yep. I've got a list pulled up here yep. of recent upsets yeah okay I'm going to give you the year mm. And I want you to try to guess uh, the school that made the upset. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I think I've got you, at least You think four. you can do that? How many do you have? Ten? Ten oh, that, that, There's more than ten, but we'll do, we'll do five. I'll try we'll to do, get, we'll do I'll the try to top get five. five. I think I can do five. Okay. Or at least four. The number two biggest upset of all time was in 2012. Oh, gosh. The point spread was 21. I don't know that one. It was uh, a 15 and a 2. Uh, see, the 15-2 that I'm thinking about is, and this is probably one of the answers, um, Michigan State MTSU. That's a 15 and a 2, but that was 2016 or 17? Yeah, it was more recent. That was 2015-16. Um, man, I don't know March like I like I know it now. Uh, 2012, you're going to have to give it to me. Uh, do you want one of the teams? Yeah. Missouri. They won? Missouri, Missouri was a two seed. They got beat. Missouri got rocked. Oh boy! Uh, you just give it to me. I don't know. Norfolk State. I was not going to get that. Norfolk State. That's not beat a school Missouri. that's on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you'll probably get this one. The uh, 2018 tournament. Virginia. Yeah. You yeah. do you remember the two teams? Yeah, it was Virginia and um, the Golden Retrievers. Yeah. Of. Um, um, I literally said it to you earlier. UMBC. UMBC. University yeah, the Golden Retrievers. Maryland, Baltimore I remember County, the Golden, I Golden Retrievers. Um, I've got a Golden Retriever favorite animal, Golden Retriever. There you go. Uh, uh, UMBC. Yeah, University of Maryland. No, what was it? Do you remember? I think it was University of Maryland at uh, Baltimore County yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, exactly but it. But first ever 16 seed to beat a one seed. Yeah. Hey, so. poor, poor Virginia – uh, Virginia again getting smoked. Uh, the the four uh, they got beat this year again. Uh, poor Virginia. Uh, Furman. Furman did it to him. Hey, SoCon. We talked a lot of SoCon basketball. Furman. Um, just Sanford. Uh, Furman. Furman. Great job, Furman. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, right. Sweet. There you go. Go SoCon. All right. Uh, next, kind of sticking with the recent theme here. This upset was in 2022. So pretty recent. Last year. It was a 15 seed over a 2 seed. St. Peter's over Kentucky. Good. St. Peter's over uh, number 2 Kentucky. Yeah, that was, was a wicked. 17 and a half point spread. Doug Edert, or Edert, or whatever his name is. The dude had a mustache and could ball. Yeah, yeah. Great mustache there. Um, let's see here. Year was 2016. On yeah. this one, this is did I already say fifteen this? seed against a two seed. It, this is the Michigan State MTSU. Yep, yep. yeah, it's got to be number two Michigan State against fifteen MTSU. Had to be the Blue Raiders the beat Blue them. Raiders, yeah, um, I'm remember, sure Steve loved watching that game. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. Uh, I remember exactly where I was when that happened because I was hanging out. This is ridiculous. I was hanging out that day with MTSU fans. Like the really? family in or Murfreesboro or something, and ended up they, they, they got the job done. It was awesome. Yeah. That was sweet. Fifteen over two. Yeah, I remember that. There day. you go. All right, last one oh uh, I have on my list here. It was in 
2023, so this year, a 15 seed over a two. Why do I? It? Why am I blanking? And it literally happened three days ago. Yeah, it was pretty recent. <laughs> oh, was it Princeton? Yep. Oh, Princeton. Princeton over who'd they beat? Um, they beat a. Uh, who was the two? Um, I don't know. I don't remember the UCLA still alive. There are two. Uh, Texas still alive. There are two. Um, let me see. Uh, the two Arizona. Arizona. Yep, yep. They yeah, beat Arizona. Be Arizona. Yeah, they beat Arizona. Man, I'm good. So that you were, I'm pretty you good. were four for five. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. That is pretty good. Uh, I was not expecting you to get to the the, the Norfolk steak. Over. No, <laughs> Norfolk steak. Is there another one Nor- that I would get? Yeah, uh, Norfolk steak. No. <laughs> Are you hungry? <laughs> you ever had one? They're great. <laughs> oh, I don't even know where the heck Norfolk is, Jay. <laughs> it's in one of the Carolinas, I think. I'm not sure. I don't know. Someone text us. Tell us where. Yeah, where the heck is Norfolk steak? Norfolk steak. And tell us how their steaks are, if you've had one there. Norfolk steak. Uh, but four for five, pretty good. Um, those were the biggest upsets in uh, tournament history. I had just a list of ten of them. Uh, and what, three of them were in the last two years? Um, here, here's another huge upset that I will anticipate um, is when all you guys are upset when Alabama wins the whole national title <laughs> this year. That's pretty clever. I just yeah. thought about that just now. Uh, when you guys are roll all tide, upset, uh, when Bama wins the whole thing, um, don't come crying to me. Um, I will uh, proudly wear Alabama clothes uh, probably the whole week, and I will flaunt it, and I will be very obnoxious. Um, no, I won't really. Um, but I think we do have a good team. I do think we've got a good team. I think it'll be great. Um, you should you should wear your stuff all week if they. I will wear just, my stuff. Just all not week. at baseball. You got to be in CPA gear. In at gear baseball or I'm running poles. Yeah, you got to uh, run. Courtesy you, of me, I will make yeah. myself run. Yeah, yeah. You I, can wear Alabama gear if you want. You'll just just run. You'll I'm just run for it. Uh, see, I'm not above the law. See, what I tell my kids every day. Well, this statement that I'm about to say makes me above the law, which I'm not. Uh, I tell them often, I don't obey the rules i just make them <laughs> i like that <laughs> but in this case i'll obey them too there you go <laughs> no just kidding uh those are classroom rules by the way um that's good I, I'm, I'm impressed i'm actually impressed here let me say one final march madness uh closing i, I made a few hot takes last week in the march madness world um uh, i felt like i was kind of on the spot i didn't do my research as i was supposed to march madness this year surprisingly came and snuck up on me I don't know how. Um, normally, it's the same. Obviously, it's the same time every year. Um, for some reason, I, I just didn't think about getting my bracket together uh, or telling my students to join my my whole bracket thing that I did sooner. It just kind of snuck up on me. It was just Friday, and I was like, "Oh, brackets are happening," you know, this week or the next handful of days. Um, I guess next week um, after conference championships and whatnot. Uh, so I didn't do my research. I should have. I said Texas A&M was going to be great. Uh, they got smoked by Penn State. Horrible. Um, what else did I say? I said Tennessee should be shouldn't be a three. They're a four. They're still in the beat Duke. Congrats Tennessee. Play FAU next week or this week. Congrats to that. Uh, so I'll give Tennessee some credit playing rock on defense. I'll also say this. Some of you guys might remember yeah. my hot take. You've also I mentioned said, something about UC Irvine because quote you said they were playing good. Bat- and, and you heard. They I were heard pl- it. And 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 here's the thing. Somebody told me a lie because they told me somebody told me a big fib uh, because. UC Irvine, 
didn't even make the tournament. They didn't even make the tournament. They didn't they, make they, the big dance. They played in the NIT and they got beat by twenty six in round one. So, 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 so somebody told me a big fib. I don't know who it was. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna come hunt you down. If, if you hear this and you want to tell me that it was you, uh, I will expose you on this podcast. You, uh, sir, Ivan, didn't even make, the, didn't even make yeah. the dance. So basically, what we're trying to say is. Uh, this time next year, whenever we're making our tournament predictions, don't listen to us. Don't listen to me. Don't um, just just don't do it. We will talk about it still. I'll still fill out a bracket every year. Um, this year, I haven't really watched anything. I just picked a bunch of one seeds and two seeds, and obviously, it was a terrible year. To bad do year that. to do that. Uh, bad year to do that. Yep. Uh, but man, it's been a lot of fun. We're down to sixteen. Uh, Bama plays on Friday. Against San Diego State, who's a great defensive team. Bama, great offensive team. Really great defensive, too. Um, I know I'm biased, but I, I really do think Bama's legit. Um, I think UCLA has what it takes to win. Um, I think, um, let's see, Creighton is legit. Uh, I thought TCU was going to do really, really well, but got beat by three last night um, to, what was it, Gonzaga? Yeah. Right, Gonzaga. Um, Kansas State. I think Kansas State is fun. Very, very fun to watch. I think Kansas State is super fun. Their point guard is legit. Uh, I think there's a lot of fun teams. I think Texas is very good as well. I think there's some good teams in yep. there still. Um, I think it'll be a it'll be a fun kind of closing out the next handful of uh, can't, I guess next couple of weeks. It'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it will be. But I'm taking the tide. I'm rolling with the tide. Uh, so when you guys are all upset, right, the biggest upset of them all. When you guys are upset, when the tide won it all, don't come crying to me. There you go. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, baby. Uh, well, heck, man. Episode 7. That was fun. It that was. was fun. It was uh, fun. I don't know how long we're going. I don't think we've been timing. And I don't really care. This has yeah. been awesome. Uh, this has been super fun. Uh, guys, for you guys that are curious, uh, we've kind of had the World Baseball Classic on behind us. Uh, Japan is currently getting beat 5-3 to three, um, in the bottom of the 8th. Uh, we're cheering for Japan because they're fun to watch. We'd love to see Japan play USA uh, tomorrow. Here's my quick, what do you want to say? Quick um, guess for tomorrow's game. Quick guess. We'll just say, I mean, I don't know. We don't even know who's going to be in it. Could be Japan, could be Mexico uh, as Japan hits a base hit through the left side of the infield through the five hole. Uh, runners on first and second, no out. Um, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. How was that? There you go. I think uh, you could announce it. I future. could. Um, Tomorrow's game, what do you got? What do you think? I have um, – and I, I think Mexico is going to pull this one out. I, I really want Japan to do it because I want to see Japan against uh, USA, but I think uh, Mexico is going to pull it out. I got the U.S. beating Mexico. I just think the U.S. overall, their arms are going to be fresh. Yeah. The bats are hot. I just think they're in a good spot to be able to win. So I got the U.S. Uh, US taking it. I'll take, I'll take the U.S. and I'll go a step further. I'll take the U.S. – by mercy roll it that would be awesome <laughs> that's only a pool play i'll take the u.s by i want to say three but I, I'm, I'm leaning four i'm gonna go out of the stretch i'm gonna say the u.s by four or more okay crazy but I, i'm going four. i or can more. see it four or they're more. swinging it well they're swinging it swinging really it well really really good right swinging now. it sweet uh i'm gonna go u.s winning by four or more runs I'm, that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah, I like that. I like so that. next episode, we'll see where we're at. Next episode, too, we'll see where we're at in terms of March Madness. Uh, we'll do a quick little update. It's going to be awesome. Man, 
This has been fun. We're excited to see you guys next week for episode eight. We'll have fun. Hopefully, y'all have fun too. <laughs> see ya. See ya. <laughs>